Previously on Three Shots In. There were two women named Linda and Charlotte Mulhall who were sisters in Dublin, Ireland. They chopped off his head and his penis. So 10 days after that particular day, a piece of the victim's leg drifting down the river in Dublin. Didn't even take the sock off. March 2020, Diago worked for a local hotel in Algarve, 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 Algarve. He worked for a hotel in Portugal. She promised him a lap dance after he drank his orange juice. Oh. Diago, being a good boy, drank all of his orange juice. This is Three Shots In. Hello, welcome back to Three Shots In. This is part two of Families That Kill. I'm Jess. I am Jake. And with us are two guests from the prior episode. That is Danielle, Jacob's fiancé. Hello, hello. And also Sam, who has been a guest many times. Welcome, Sam. Welcome back. Hello, hello. Thank you for having yes, me Yes, thanks back. for coming back, Sam, and thanks for being here, Danielle, my, you. Uh, you know, fiance. So fancy, Danielle. Mm-hmm. Considering this is part two of a single topic episode, what I, what I mean by that is that we recorded one time, but split it into two episodes. So we took shots of mango vodka. Yep. Ivanovich. Yes. Yes. Mango Ivanovich, artificially flavored because Sam is allergic to mangoes. <laughs> and we chased it with various things. I began with coffee, but ended with black cherry Mike's Hard Lemonade. Jacob, what did you. I, you know, I've been sticking to the OG Mike's Hard Lemonade. This is just the plain old lemon, lemonade. lemon flavor. Okay. It's delicious. Danielle. No, I've been sticking with my truly lemonades, specifically the strawberry flavor, because that's definitely my fave. Your fave? My fave. Fave. Is that a seltzer water? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I gotta say, I almost brought from my home. I have these cans. They're called Cayman Jacks. Cayman Jacks? Cayman Jacks. They're in the same can as like a Truly. Okay. Looks like that. Oh, tall cans. Interesting. Tall cans. Interesting. And they have margarita flavor, which is like their most common, but it's okay. It's just not great. But they also have Moscow Mule. <gasps> oh, I'll have to try that. They have a Mojito. Uh-huh. And they have a Paloma. Ooh. And they are delicious. You want to know what's really funny? Mm. We took, me and Danny took our grandmother, mine and your grandmother, to Vegas. Oh, grandmama. And Grandma Sylvia. we explained to her how you do Vegas is you tell them that you need a fridge for your medication. They'll give you a free fridge. You don't have to pay for it. Mm. And you, and you put can your put drinks. your alcohol in it. <laughs> and I was like, so you can bring alcohol. That way you can drink in the room. You save a little bit of money, get a little bit of drunk. You know, it works. It's amazing. Grandma Sylvia decided to bring her favorite alcoholic beverage. <laughs> and that was? And that was Cacti's. What's that? Now- A seltzer. If you recall, hold on, hold on. Remember when McDonald's had the, like, tell a, tell them Cap- Cactus Jack sent you? No. So a rapper <clears throat> made a hard seltzer company called Cacti. Oh boy. Cacti Nicholas, or Cacti? Cacti, Cacti, whatever. All right. Nicholas, our cousin, Bought it because he likes this this oh, rapper no. Travis Scott. He likes this rapper, and so he bought these seltzers as a joke. Thought they were disgusting, but our grandmother loved them. 
Shout out, Grandma. And so she now buys them. No. <laughs> and she is supporting Travis Scott right oh, now. Oh, my gosh. Our 76-year-old grandmother. Does she know? She doesn't care about that. She, has, no. she does not she care. Just she just tastes delicious She thinks drinks. it tastes good, so she doesn't care who I she's supporting. I thoroughly value Grandma's... Like I like what I like, and it has nothing to do with your trends energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, it's no longer cool to like The Office. Yeah, it's so stupid. I love it. I, I don't care love that. The I don't care that it's not cool. I still love it. Same. And I will pronounce it to the world. Pronounce it. Well, I, I will thought, proclaim it to the world. There you go. I thought Sam was talking shit about The Office, and I'm not gonna lie. I got a little angry. <laughs> <laughs> she never would. No, now, Sam. What did you chase your shots with? Because um, that's an empty bottle now. <gasps> it is. So so for those of you who have listened to the earlier episodes, the first time I was on this podcast, I had tequila because Jessica and Jake convinced me that it was amazing and I would love it even though I hate tequila. And You had start, no idea you yes. hated tequila yet. No, I hated tequila ahead of time, but y'all said- What do you no. mean? Yeah, you were like, you've ha only had like the poor quality kind of, of tequila. That's that is now, true. That's now you're true. gonna have the high quality and I guarantee you you're gonna like it. At the very least, it will be so smooth. And, it, and I still hated the flavor, but I felt it started off well. And by the end of the evening, it was terrible. Mm -hmm. um, and since then, and I was surprised because so far I've been able to hold my liquor pretty well over the years. I had never been drunk because I hadn't like pushed that envelope, but I, I could drink several drinks, several shots and not really have an issue until I had tequila. And I know it just doesn't agree with me. But today I was like, hey, start me off with vodka. And we had the, you know, mango Ivana bitch. Ivana bitch, hey. yeah. We had that and I liked it very much. And I had half shots, but I, I'm about to two shots in with that. And then I also had uh, pineapple, strawberry, Mike's hard lemonade, which I've been nursing and thoroughly enjoyed that. And I feel great. So guys, I really do think it's just tequila that knocks me on my butt. I'm about the same, no matter what I drink. Mm. <laughs> the only difference, if I mix, oh, if I drink oh, yeah. specifically, oh, yes. specifically whiskey yeah. and yeah. tequila. You're gonna die. I yeah. black out. Yeah. It's and bad. I normally vomit. Ooh. Except you've experienced <laughs> Jacob blacking yeah. out. I didn't experience yeah. that because, oh, because I blacked out. Because you were also blacked you. out. <laughs> yeah. I've experienced yes. because I normally become the DD situation over here. See, I've experienced Danny so drunk oh, that yeah. she had peed and then fell on the floor <laughs> without pulling up her pants first. Oh, Jesus. I've cleaned up Danny's pee quite a few times. <laughs> Jacob's cleaned up my pee and my vomit on multiple occasions, mm. and this is why we're getting married. I have <laughs> held your hair back and rubbed yes. your back, and I've held your hair back you're and very, rubbed your You're back. very good at it. But Jessica, yes, I've also seen you on, what was it that Kyle brought into the house, Jessica? <sighs> Sweet revenge. Sweet revenge. I was the one sitting with <gasps> Jessica while she laid on the couch with a puke bowl on the floor <laughs> and cried to me and told me how much she loved me. I feel like we're we're about even yeah. because I experienced yes. Look, that as Jessica, well. In Jessica's but listen, defense, what you had to deal with was my love, not my pee. That's true. <laughs> you had to deal with my pee. <laughs> in Jessica's defense, she was the biggest loser of Drinkapalooza. This is oh, true. I yeah. will never she play was it again. <laughs> so never. I think, yeah, I think you guys can hold it to me next time I come on that I... I come and record that I can do, At let's go two. ahead and do, no, we're gonna do three full shots because I'm two shots in because we had four shots today and I did half oh, shots. You felt good too. So I'm I feeling good guys. A and I drank my entire Mike's Hard Lemonade. So I think I could, I just realized that my fly is down from when I was fresh. <laughs> <laughs>
we're gonna get you fucked up, Sam. Sounds good. Whose story are we starting with? We are actually starting with, you guessed it, Sam, right <gasps> after Danny spins the wheel. Oh, it's Danny's Yay, turn. It's Danny, turn. please reach, Woo! All right. grab the go, top go, go, and go, go. spin. Danny, I didn't know you had it in you to spin it. No, like you that. had to reach like I did last time. Uh, her too. wrists are pretty strong. Far. Can you move the wheel closer next time, or can do we always have to reach over? It sounded really faint this time around. It well, the microphone kind of moved a little bit. Okay, guys, not everything is perfect in our studio. <laughs> That's okay. True. I try. Now, Danny does in fact have a strong wrist, so she landed on. Ooh, this is a very lame one that ooh. Jessica wrote herself. <laughs> which dessert? Would you marry? Okay, I like how you are very critical of my suggestions, but you yeah. can literally think of none. Which dessert you would marry, Jessica? I would want to marry cheesecake. Oh, mm. solid answer. It's a good one. Okay. Because it's got a lot of personality. It it can now, go any way. It has a lot of facets, you know, is it a because lot of you flavors. Can put any sort of topping on it. That's what I mean. I can work with it. I can do a lot with it. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I'm going to marry it. Okay. What about you, Danny? Well, before Danny goes, I already know mine. I want to get it out Go Do right it. Go here, for it. Go for right it. now. Sam, prepare yourself. The dessert I'm that I would marry mm-hmm. is obviously, without a doubt, pound cake. Ooh, yeah. oh. And I know what you're thinking. Am yeah. I going to pound that cake? We're married. Of course I am. <laughs> now, you can put strawberries on it, mm-hmm. bananas, whipped cream. Is it with chocolate? Icing, oh, yeah. chocolate. But- you can Anything. also have it by itself, and by it's so itself good. Is amazing. Oh and but it's so moist. Oh, it's so mm. moist. Always moist. Mm-hmm. Always moist. Mm-hmm. It's always moist. Okay, that's enough. Sam? And ready to go. Pound cake. Delicious. What dessert would you marry, Sam? Ooh, I'm, I'm having a hard time choosing between the peach cobbler that my family makes mm. and chocolate eclairs, because I also can oh. make those from scratch, and they're amazing. You're getting too specific. What kind of topping can you put on a peach cobbler? Nothing. Doesn't matter. What kind I, of topping can you put on a It's my marriage. Stay out of my marriage, Jacob. Chocolate I, eclairs. I Have you ever know. had homemade fresh chocolate eclairs? I don't know that I then can. Then I don't want to hear it, The Jacob. same chocolate eclair every single day for the oh, rest of my life. Oh, it is good. <laughs> chocolate ganache. Oh, and it's whipped, like heavy whipping cream with just a tad bit of sugar. Ooh, that shoe pastry. Mm. Yes. Oh my God. Sam. I'm going with chocolate eclairs. Keep describing it. Can you make it gluten-free? With chocolate sauce. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I wasn't sure if you guys were going to get that. That leaves us with Danielle. Which dessert are you marrying? Listen, so without a doubt, I didn't even have to think about it. And my favorite dessert that I honestly don't get as much as I probably should, Jake. We need to start making them more. But I would want to marry a brownie. Why? They're just so ooey and gooey and Ew, delicious, Jessica. She does like ooey gooey Ew, in her mouth. Stop. Yes, I do. And I feel like you can put nuts in them. You could put berries. Oh, in them. that's terrible. Nuts. I personally am not one of the ones that likes the corner pieces. I am a mushy, love in the middle like pieces. Both. You like it when something has a lot of fat? Yes. So we all know which dessert we would all fuck and marry. Lovely. Sam. Yes. I do believe it is your turn to discuss your tale. It is my turn. It is. It is. Today, I am going to be talking about the Twisted Sisters. Twisted like red vining? No. Okay. (laughs) So. 
January 13th, 2010. Fairly recent-ish, 11 years ago. Sure. Twin sisters, Jasmia and Tasmia Whitehead. So these two twins, they're 16 years old, and they return from school to find their mother dead. Oh, shit. Oh, no. How unfortunate. Yes. So reports say that the mother was found and I quote, submerged in the bathtub. Mm. They did not specify exactly what submerged is, but I can only assume that means like water in the bathtub. Uh, A police officer is driving on the road when he sees one of the twins flagging him down, which happened to be right outside her home. So the policeman essentially, you know, see her pull over. She said, you know, my mom, we found her in the bathtub dead. Like you need to come inside. So he calls for backup and they come in. Once the police enter the home, they describe it as one of the bloodiest crime scenes they've ever seen. Oh my God. I don't know if they shut up right away or what, but he goes in. The world's bloodiest drowning. (laughs) Yeah, he goes in, sees blood as he is investigating where she is in the bathtub, maybe calling for backup and they get there and maybe it was close by, I'm not sure. So I do have crime scene photos. Oh, whip them out. Yes, oh, I do. Yes, I do. Out. Not, not of the body, but of like the scene after. Oh. So the crime <laughs> the crime scene photos show blood covering the carpet in the living room and bloody drag marks that lead to the bathroom. Okay. Yeah. And then blood in the bathroom, on the tile, on the rugs and everything. So here's the living room. Yikes. Oy. So okay. then um, the tile, like in the bathroom, yeah. like, on the rug. This is like part of the bloody drag marks. Right. Also in the bathroom, like all over the tile and Good more God. drag marks. And then like blood on the wall that where it like clearly was like. So this bitch was clearly stabbed multiple times <laughs> in her living room and then dragged to the bathtub where she allegedly drowned. Clearly the bathtub was the, not, not where this That happened. was where she ended, but. Yeah. There's more to the story, obviously. So the officer said that the one that like originally went in and like saw the blood for the first time said that when he first stepped into the house, he could smell the copper and iron in the air because it was so, there was so much blood everywhere that he could smell it when he entered that house. That's how much blood there was. The photos don't really look like it, but I can only assume like blood from like seeping into the carpets. So the girls who the officers kind of describe as like seemingly sweet are obviously distraught, crying, devastated about their mother. They are taken into custody and they're given, you know, tissues, they're placed in a room together for questioning, you know, they're, the, the policemen are treating them as victims of this horrific crime. Yes, so the because they're crying. so young, I yes, Yeah, they're 16 years old, apparently showed up from school. So they've given them tissues, they're in the room together. You know, one of the girls is crying, the other one is visibly sad. Tasmia, one of the sisters claimed that they came home and Jasmia screamed, her sister screamed, and that's when they noticed like the blood on the ground and then they kind of followed the trail and found the mom in the bathtub. So the girls are initially treated as victims, as I said. Um, And then once they're alone, like in the room, like everybody's kind of left, they obviously have surveillance and audio of the girls sitting there. And so 
the video shows them distraught, crying. Um, one of them, Jasmia, even uh, Jasmia, crying that she wants, like she wants her mom, like she's crying, mama, mama, like I want my mommy. Very childlike. So it, it's very sad. You can see these girls are just devastated. Um, and then the other uh, sister, uh, Tasmia, although obviously sad, continues to kind of encourage her sister, like be strong, like we, we're gonna figure out who did this to our mother and everything, kind of just like trying to encourage her to stay strong. So uh, one of the things found in the house was a red vase that also had like blood on it, appearing to be something that um, struck the mom on her head or somewhere else because there was blood all over it. Um, so assumed to be one of the objects used to strike the mother. Jeez. Yeah. So the girls claim that they hadn't seen their mother before they left for school. They claimed that they just like, she wasn't there in the morning. They woke up, got ready for school, and then they walked to school. No big deal. Uh, the investigator said that something didn't seem right um, and that things weren't adding up because they checked the surveillance video and the girls claimed they walked to school, which wasn't that far, but the surveillance tape showed that the girls were walked to a gas station where they uh, hitched a ride with somebody, like in a truck. And then they didn't show up to school until two hours later. Yikes. So there was like a span of time where they just like weren't doing anything. They were just- How suspicious. They showed up late, you know? Mm like two hours. Then the girls had apparently had a history of domestic troubles with their mother for years. So I don't know if things were filed or whatever, but basically they had a history of abuse with their mother. So things aren't adding up, something's, something's fishy. Sam, so, yes. before you continue, I do believe that your sex toy entered the, the room, <laughs> the studio. Yes, my uh, you can. I will give you permission hi. to say hi, hi and whatnot. <laughs> So as they are investigating more, they're looking at things that they found around the house. The police also found a letter that was addressed from Jasmia to her boyfriend. And she had a lot of things to say to her boyfriend, but one of the things she wrote in the letter was that she hates living with her mom and being around her mom. So again, that adds to sort of the suspicious vibe of everything. So the police uh, noticed blood on the girl's clothes and shoes, and that both girls were wearing gloves like while they were in custody so obviously oh, the police odd. were like huh hmm. so it looks like in the video that they're exactly the same too so it seems like they like picked either had two pairs or picked up two pairs maybe on that two hour span of time that we don't know where they went i'm not sure but they basically were like in like hoodies and pants and had the gloves on and everything so they told were obviously told to take the gloves off and when they removed the gloves they saw on both girls' arms and hands, scratches, teeth marks, bruises, oh, bite marks, and like all over their hands and arms. And when the police essentially questioned them about it, they were like, oh, we just got into a fight with each other. Like, oh we get my God, fights. this was a violent murder. Jeez. So she was like, the, the girls, they basically, you know, like, yeah, questioned them. It was like, what happened? And, and, it, and during this time they, they were like, all right, we're gonna go into separate rooms. And they're like, why are you separating us? And they're like, well, we have to question you, hear your stories, both of which did not match up at all. <laughs> oh my God. Of course. So, you know, obviously they're they're questioning each other. Like, how, why do you have all these bite marks and scratches? And like, I saw the photos of like bite marks like into their fingers, like cuts, bruises. One girl had oh like gosh. a huge bite like on her arm. Another one had one God. like on her neck. 
That mom, was kind of hidden. Mom just would not fucking die. So oh they're God. like, yeah, we fought with each other. Like this happens all the time. Like we're twins. We get jealous. Like, you know, no big deal, right? Like we fight. That's what twins do. And after further investigation, uh, bleach was found to have been like in the carpets, which looks like an attempt to like clean things up. Um, yeah, there were clothes, bloody clothes and shoes in the washer. Like they hadn't even finished the laundry. Oh, either. come on. Like, Eesh. so the girls threw more like tears the whole time. They're crying. Like, you don't think we did this right? And like, I want my mom and they're crying and like still like it's heavy duty and pretty good. They continue to say that they didn't kill their mother and even like swear to God. So I swear to God, like I did not do this. I did not hurt my mother. I had nothing to do with it. Jasmia and uh, Tasmia are in separate rooms and they leave them alone. Like the officers walk out and so they're both alone in separate rooms and they both, you see in the vid, in the surveillance video that they kind of catch glimpses that there's a camera there. And so one of them starts praying out loud for her mother, praying like, oh, I, I hope we can catch this person. And like, this was horrible. The other girl is like talking to herself about how like, you know, like talking aloud about how she's being blamed for her mother's death over a stupid scratch. And so they're basically like talking out loud after kind of glancing at the the cameras, you know. So My it's kinda like goodness. Oh. So devious. Right? So the girls uh, were released that night. So they, they were taken into custody, questioned, and then they were released that night into their grandmother's custody. And they went back to their normal lives. They went back to school yeah. and basically four months goes by and they are doing their own thing, keeping up. But the whole time the police have been keeping watching them and building a case against them with all this other stuff that they feel like has been fishy. So after four months, the police felt like they had enough stuff to like actually Charge. arrest them. Yeah. Yeah. So they take the girls, they arrest them, they're placed into a car that was mic'd, that was wired just to hear like their conversation. And apparently the girls talking in the back seat, they didn't give away anything, but they basically were saying all the other things that they were saying before, but now their tone is completely different. They went from being these, you know, crying girls who want their mommy to like anger in their voice, their tone is very aggressive, very defensive, like I'm not going down for this and like if, if we did it, where's the murder weapon? And like, unless my fingerprints are on it, like there's no way you can take us. Like, like where's the word murder weapon? Where is it? So the whole time they're just talking out loud to each other. Like we're not going down for this and all this in this completely different tone than any of the officers have heard them before. Yeesh. Basically from that point, um, after continuing interrogation and like the showing of evidence, the girls finally admit to killing their mother. Jesus. Together. Wow. So apparently the girls not only touched their mother because they had said, did you go near her when you found her? And they're like, yeah, like we, we reached for her. Like that's, if you find fingerprints on her, it's because we went to her and like tried touched to her, her body up. and try to wake her and all these things. Well, they not only touched their mother, they also bit her, scratched her and cut her with a knife to the point of almost severing her spinal cord. Oh my God. Right? This is so odd. That's like a this thick sounds, ass thing to cut through. <laughs> this sounds so aggressive right? and personal. So the story that the girls finally, like they both sit down, they they finally admitted everything. They recorded um, like te their testimonies separately. The, the stories matched up. Right. And they both just had different details as to what they personally did. The girls said that they basically woke up in the morning before school to their mother 
being angry because the girls had slept in and were late for school. So, you know, remember they, they had domestic violence, you know, reports years prior. So this is Mm -hmm. a normal thing in their house to have fights, to be for their mother to be, and both of them to be verbally abusive. So basically she's angry. They're late. They had a verbal fight, which then escalated when the mother grabbed a pot like I'm assuming with a handle and began to like beat the girls with it and like threatening them. The article doesn't say what the threats were, just that she was threatening them, beating them with a pot, beating them about how they were late and disrespectful and all these other things. And then eventually that escalated to the mother also grabbing a, a knife. And the next thing you know, the girls both admit that it turned into like a full on brawl. Like all three of them are like trying to get the pot away from her and the mother's trying to hit them and like trying to stab them with the knife. And so um, Jasmia managed to get the knife and the pot away from the mother. And she, you know, one of them got the, the pot, one of them got the knife and they turned the weapons back on their mother because they, they said in the interview, like, she's not going to stop. Like, she's winning this fight. So, like, we got to... They weren't really talking about it, like, defense. It was more so just, like, it was a fight on, like, all fronts. Everybody was fighting. And so they're trying to hit her back with the pot, trying to get her to, like, slow down, to stop. All the while, the mom is yelling, like, I hate you. You're going to go to jail for attacking her own mother. Like, yelling at them. And they're yelling at her, I hate you, and all these things. One of them ends up, like, hitting her mom on the head with a pot. And then the mom bites one of them on her arm but that's what went on the neck that bite mark and essentially the mom like clamped down and like wouldn't let go and that's when the other sister jasmia grabbed the knife and like started stabbing the mom to like get her to like let go but she like kept stabbing obviously to like almost sever a spinal cord right holy damn so like they hit her with a pot they've got her they're like stabbing her with the knife oh oh and then i i forgot about that they also at some point tried to choke the mother with it says like a medallion that they won from something what like it doesn't specify what the medallion they just say like some sort of metal they were strangling their mom with a participation medal yes (laughs) that's what that is like i don't know if it was from like horseback riding or like a marathon bowling yeah right like like some sort of medallion with like a like with like a, a ribbon on it between the knife the pot and the medallion with the ribbon, they managed to subdue her enough to where they're like, what do we do next? I don't know, let's take her to the bathroom. So they take her all the way from the kitchen and the living room, through the living room, through the master bedroom, into the master bathroom, which is where all those like drag marks and everything came from. And at that point thought, okay, like let's, she's still not dead dead, like she's down, but she's not dead. And so then they say in the interview, that she went like the mother went under a few times and then didn't get back up so i'm assuming they filled up the tub with water thinking like we like she's down but like she's not dead so we need to like drown her or something so they filled up the tub pushed her head under another a couple times or maybe the mother couldn't like hold her head up so Mm -hmm. she essentially goes under the water a couple of times and then like that's it like she stops breathing God, that's so chaotic. And so then from that point, they said that they like realized what they had done and we're like, oh shoot, like we should have never done this. What's wrong with us? And then that's when they started planning, like how are we gonna cover this up and how do we make it look like we didn't do this? And so they hatched the plan 
you know, to kind of like cover up all like the, the web of lies began. And I think they didn't specify, but they never found the knife that they used or the pot that they used. So they said that they did dispose of them. So they were never found. But um, I'm assuming that's during that like two hour period. Yeah. Maybe they put their clothes in the wash and dryer, the washer got changed, grabbed the weapons, hitched a ride and then like went somewhere, dumped the weapons and then went off to school and got there two hours late and just like continued on hoping they like, you know, they'd get away Jesus. Yeah. So the girls, they were sentenced to 30 years in prison, both of them. And they said that they regret what they were doing in the interview where they finally admitted it. Like they were both what looked like genuinely crying, but they were also very good actresses in the first surveillance video. So I don't know how true that is, but they basically were crying, saying that they regretted what they did and that they wish that they had, uh, they had their mother back and they hadn't done it and that it was wrong. Boy. And that is the end of the Twisted Jeez. Sisters. So Jesus. I believe That's this was 2000. And all right, that was 2011. So I believe they're obviously still in prison. Right. Cause it's only been, yeah, 2010. So it's, it's, it's only Ten been 11 years, years and 11 they got a years. 30 year pr- uh, prison sentence. So my goodness. Well, they did a third of their time. They could technically be on parole, but it's I doubt possible. it. It's possible. But I doubt it. Yeah. Boy, oh That's boy. That's like a dark murder, right? Right? There. It's not just like, a, oh, shoot. Oh, okay, we're done. That's like, just we're like, we're late for school. Fucking so going. violent. Like, so, oh no, you're late for school. I'm mad at you. I'm going to use a pot. Now a knife. She bit her children. They fought back. That's then they it, put her in a t- It was like, what? No, it sounds like on both sides, not just the sides of the daughters, the twins, but also the mother. Yeah, she sounds pretty like, abusive. Yes, all of this hatred and like to physically bite someone, there's so much. Like, it takes a lot to mentally like. Yeah. And she clamped on a, and the only way they could get her to stop and let go was, was to, to sever stab her, her spine. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Right? Oh my God. To sever the spine. Yeah, TJ. That'll I, stop most people. My I think. phone's about to die, but before that, I can show you the crime scene photos. Goodness gracious. Jessica. It's crazy, right? Are you ready? I got 20 minutes. That's perfect. Well, because mine actually doesn't have a lot of room for comments. Perfect. Jessica, yes. you're up. This is This is your time to talk about familial crime boy i don't know how i'm gonna follow that that's not true i no don't. one's ever said that about my stories <laughs> they're always the silly ones you're that really was quick, not fast silly. and that, that I, was not i think silly. that was officially my darkest story yet i think i'm proud yeah because we've talked murder before but they were like the stupid villains stupid oh, yeah. crime you know the one that like wrote a novel about he like killed somebody and then wrote it in his novel and he like set himself up for the next one. That well, was still also like, wrote what? A, like started writing a manuscript detailing how he was going to kill the next person. <laughs> the next person. <laughs> so like st- bad, but still kind of like what an idiot, like kind of light. This one is definitely more heavy. Okay. So I did my research about families that kill together. And in that research, one of the very first things I found was not a mob or a mafia, which is what I anticipated. It was instead... The Bean family. Mm. And that's spelled the way it sounds. B-E-A-N. Like beans. Now, this story begins with Sonny Bean. Sonny? Sonny. He's believed to have been born in East Lothian. That's ancient Scotland. Ooh. Oh, so this is a while ago. In the late 15th century. Oh, oh. oh shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is ancient history. So... Not much else is known about Sonny Bean's early life. The latter part of his life, it stands out a little more. It's a little better documented. Following his relocation across country to 
Ayrshire and his marriage. Also, the start of some crimes. Mr. and Mrs. Sonny Bean. They set up their home in the Benane Cave by Bill Entry in Ayrshire. So many foreign names. I understand. It is ancient Scotland, after all. It's true. Now, the Benane Cave. I understand that you understand it's a cave, but I don't think you understand. It's a super creepy cave, and it has tunnels that spanned over miles through <gasps> solid rock. Oh my god, uh, it's Blackreach. Nope. nope. <laughs> oh Black my Reach. gosh. <laughs> yeah. 20 exits. <laughs> Essentially, it's that. Now, just so you know, not only did it span miles, it had a ton of like super luxurious side passages throughout the whole expanse. Perfect for a growing family. Wait a minute. Were these like man-made tunnels or like naturally occurring? Naturally occurring tunnels. Dang nature. Oh yeah. (laughs) Now, not to mention the cave's main entrance flooded several hundred meters twice a day at high tide. Ooh. Oh shit. A pool, essentially. A free one. Yeah. That's, it sounds like this cave is a huge win on their part. It's extremely safe and they get free swimming. (laughs) Right. It just shows up like they don't even have to travel anywhere. Right. Now, Sonny, he needed a way to provide for the missus. Yeah. And surprisingly, this cave was way too far from civilization to commute to a normal job. Okay. So naturally, they began to rob people. <laughs> naturally. <laughs> yes. There were a lot of very narrow roads near enough to the cave that happened to connect to villages of the area. And it <gasps> occurred to Sonny and his wife that travelers would have a way harder time identifying him and his wife if they died. Uh, oh, okay. no. No, that's pretty Brilliant. smart. Right? Yeah. It also occurred to Sonny and Mrs. Sonny Bean that hunting was a huge hassle, and it was super <laughs> inconvenient to go into the villages with the money they stole to buy food. Mm-hmm. So, so they began. Right, Gosh. right. It naturally followed that they began to butcher the bodies of their victims Ooh. and take advantage of all the free fat and protein. No! Oh, yeah. Cannibalism. You make cannibalism. You make candles. Ew. Cake. You yes. make cups and plates. Yes. Love cakes, as we yes. learned earlier on. They did all of that. Oh, no. Let's fast forward a little bit. Cannibalism apparently did wonders for Mrs. Bean's fertility. Oh. oh. Because she began to pop out children. So that's all I got to do. That's all you got to do. That's pretty fucking easy. Just be a cannibal, Sam. (laughs) Now, Mrs. Bean popped out 14 children, all raised on people meat. No! No, no, no! Oh, yeah. So those are the most fertile children When you said a bunch of kids, I was picturing like maybe seven or eight during that time. 14. Gosh. Double digits and more. So 14 children, all raised on people meat. And those babies grew up and had babies of their own with no, each other. No, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, my oh, God. God. All in these cave systems. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's Craster's Keep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So they began having babies with each other over the course of 20 years. Gosh. Generations of cannibal bean babies grew up knowing nothing but cave life. Oh, oh, and raiding and pillaging travelers for supplies and flesh, which they oh. learned to salt and pickle. Oh, <laughs> oh no. no! 
Oh, they made people jerky. You, you were being sarcastic when you said that you want to be one up my story. I was absolutely. Ugh, Say what you will people. about the cannibalism. Extending the shelf life of your food is just common sense. So locals began to find that it was a little strange that oddly preserved human remains, but also still definitely rotting body parts were washing up on nearby beaches. Wait, that doesn't make sense because they're using that for their, you know, dinner time. Think about it. Do Supper. you want to eat an anus, Samantha? Do don't you know, but they said, they said, don't forget that their cave fills hundreds of meters in with high tide water. I know, but like, they obviously have to pick a part of the cave where they're, you said salted and preserved, meaning like these have to last, so they wouldn't hang them up in a section where think about high it, tide is going to get them. You would think that that is an incredibly unsmart place to put them. Authorities of the various villages came together after all of this people meat began oh, yes. to show up on their beaches, and they established what must have been and what must still be to this day the longest missing persons list ever produced. Whoa. Naturally, mass searches of the area were carried in order to locate either the missing people on this list or perhaps their murderers. However, in this mass search, it did not occur to anyone to check the deep and expansive depths of the Benin cave. So years went by. Years! And the Bean family continued to reproduce no. and grow even larger. Ugh. Now that there were so many of them, they would ambush caravans of people and bring home as many as six bodies at a time. Oh my god. Jeez. You gotta feed everyone. One evening, they attacked a man and his wife who were returning home on horseback from a nearby fair. Several beans pulled the woman from her horse and had her stripped and disemboweled. <gasps> the others struggled to do the same to her husband. Horrified, the man fought desperately for his own life, trampling the attackers with his horse. Ooh. 20 or so other people leaving from the same fair arrived on the scene. They outnumbered the beans and they drove them away into the hills. Oh, he escaped. Now the widowed man was taken before the chief magistrate of Glasgow who wasn't fucking around because he took the matter straight to King James I. Whoa! Whoa. Traitor! King James I soon arrived in Ayrshire with 400 men and a pack of hunting dogs. Oh, yes. These 400 men and this pack of dogs were joined by a band of volunteers from the villages. Heck yeah. And they went on the biggest manhunt that ancient Scotland had ever seen. Now they scoured the countryside and the coastline until finally the dogs picked up the scent of decay while passing the opening of a flooded cave. Mm. They apparently trekked a full mile into the cave Whoa. before they found anything. That's far. And what they found is what I'm pretty sure you're imagining, which is bodies and body parts hanging mm. from the cave ceiling like a butcher shop. Mm. They also found massive piles of stolen clothing as well as watches and jewelry that they had taken from passersby. Nope. Nope. Because this has turned into something of a legend of Scotland. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of details that people argue about. No one is super sure of what exactly happened. There's one case of another survivor. She said that they had spared her and two other women who were in this caravan and taken her and these two women back to the mouth of the cave. And when they arrived at the mouth of the cave, apparently they were drugged. Uh. Not sure with what. Not sure how much, but they ended up so high that the story after that becomes very convoluted. It kind of blurs, but she claimed that they were dressed in strange clothing. The jewels 
that they've stole from other victims and were brought before this mutant lady mm. who was like the matriarch of the, the cave family. Gross. Who walked them through the history of the Bean family because what? they were about to become a part of it. No, like we're and, bringing outsiders to like marry in. And they were presented their husbands <gasps> who were uh, these like oh! disgusting, filthy, oh. mutated, inbred men. This sounds like fucking hills have eyes. Right? It just so happens that this story inspired the Hills Have Eyes. Oh, oh my God, there you look go. at that. And also inspired the, like, I guess it's like a side quest or like some NPC collection you can find in the game Fallout. Oh. Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. A cannibal Creepy. incest family who lives in a cave. And they are called the Beans. I cannot yeah. imagine. But that is that is what oh, I've got so far. That gosh. is the story of the Bean family in Scotland. It's so old; people don't know if it's still real. So, like, this is just this is supposedly like written down, but right. we're not. 100% they found it. they found record of it. Got it. But it's just so old; <gasps> no one knows if it really happened. Oh man, I'm. Oh, I wonder what made them suddenly decide, like, oh, we've we've been marrying each other for far too long. Let's let's get some out. Let's get some fresh meat in here. Hey, it's, enough fucking your sister. <laughs> it's probably because they started having fucking health conditions. Uh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. their their children were not living past the age of yeah. three or something. Like we have to try something new. Yeah. Oh, gross. Got to mix some new blood in here. Ugh. There we go. That is what can I we do. Discovered. A wheel spin to like we, cleanse. We my can <laughs> do a wheel spin, Jessica. It, it is in fact your spin. Extremely oh. bleak. Uh, so just pick a good so you one. You know, you can visit this cave if you visit Scotland. Nope. Uh, I, I would love nope. to visit that cave. Okay, real talk. I probably would go in there, but yeah. Well, right. I happen to be a lord of Scotland, as well as you, Sam. TJ as well. We are all lords and ladies. Conrad yes. also is right. a lord. Conrad is your French bulldog. Is that true? Um, That's true. Danielle, He's legally Lord you Conrad. are not married to I, therefore you are not a lady. You are but a peasant. You are still a peasant. I'm sorry. You're welcome. Even if you got married. Well, I guess technically you might share that same plot that we purchased for Jacob, but I'm not sure. You might have to Everything's buy some, your 50, own property. 50, Sam. I mean, I don't know. Your name is not on the certification. Not after you signed that prenup. <laughs> so. That you don't get his one foot by one foot square oh, of, Scot- of yeah. Scottish land. Yeah. Really bummed out. Like yeah. my dog owns more land than you. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, Sam. And you, Jessica. That's right. <laughs> Jessica, well, yes. spin. <laughs> Would you look at that? This was one sent in by Sam. Okay. Um, and Sam, you will have to explain it, I'm assuming quickly. Yes. What is your casual hell? Casual. Oh, okay. So casual hell is something that we came up with our friends with uh, a couple of years ago. Basically, what if hell was, your life is just like it is now, but every single little thing that can go wrong will go wrong. So like every time you flip over your pillow because you want the cold side, it's always warm. Or every time you go grocery shopping, you get the cart with the wheel, that's bad. Or every time you're on your way to work, you cannot find your keys. Like that is casual hell. That would be- Yeah, like, like what is your you. casual hell? Like, well, what I, is it? I spun, I think I can go first. Okay. So in my casual hell, every time I took a butter knife and spread some kind of butter or jelly onto bread or toast, it would rip. Oh, yeah, it's so annoying. Like the bread rips. Yeah, I hate it a lot. The butter would always be really cold so so that it doesn't spread properly. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, My eggs would always overcook. 
sad. <gasps> I know. Jacob, you all right over there? You falling not asleep? Dippy. Shit, that's I the worst. Know. Jacob's falling asleep. <laughs> I would always be wearing socks that I unfortunately step into puddles in. Oh, mm-hmm. it's a good one. And the batteries in my remotes would always run out. Mm. All righty. Jacob. So for me, I know people would be fucking up on their further and farther differences. <laughs> well, like when they say the word further or far, yes. farther, they always, no matter what it is. Farther is a physical measurable distance. Further is a figurative distance. In school, I am further along than you are or whatever the fuck. But when it comes to running, I can run farther than you right. can. <laughs> but what else though? What, what other it wouldn't things? just be that. No, because it wouldn't just be that. Because every time I would go to write something, someone would bump into my fucking table. <laughs> would it be that Tobey Maguire is in every film you're excited about? Ugh. Like every new film, you're like, oh, I can't wait to see that. And it's like, surprise. He's, he's the hottest actor. He's the, he's the new <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. Yep. All of my credit cards wouldn't swipe properly. So like they mm. have to be manually put in. So I have to sit there and fucking wait, yeah. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I go to Walmart, there's a long line for the self checkout. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, I do. Why I'm am I waiting long. in line? Like, what are you people why doing? I, why am I waiting in line to check myself out? Like, I have 15 items. Yeah, and there's I like have to wait. There's that like long. 10 self checkouts. Like, what are you people doing? Yes, yes, I hear you. Very annoying. One more. Uh, one more would be every time. I go to a fast food place or a Starbucks. Every time I go through a drive-thru, yeah. they are out of one thing that I want. <laughs> but like, it's the one thing that I was looking yes. forward to. Yeah. You know, like, I'm like, okay, I want to go to McDonald's. Sure, I'll get a McChicken, but I really want some fries. Mm. And I order the fries and they're like, oh, we're out of French fries. <sighs> yep, that's, yeah, that's right. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And so that's I just, right. I get mad and I leave. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Danny? I would say my biggest one would be Every time I go to get in the shower, it's like not necessarily cold, but but it's like lukewarm, like not hot. yet. It's like not the hot shower that I've been looking forward to. And it's every single time. It's like there's not quite enough hot water in my hot Mm -hmm. water heater Mm -hmm. to give me a hot shower. So my showers are always like awkwardly lukewarm. And something else would be that my feet, (laughs) I get this from my mom, that my feet are always going to be fucking dirty. Even if I wear socks, no matter what, like you said, Jess, with like the mm. wet socks, it's like somehow my feet are always just like feeling gross. That's something that I get from my mom and my brother has the same issue. Like Meaning dirty like feet. You can tell when they're the bottoms of your feet yes. are black. Yeah. Yes. Like you can feel it. And yeah. it's like, no matter what, I didn't even fucking go outside and just been around my house. My feet just feel gross. Like I stepped in dirt and now mm. I'm just tracking it everywhere I fucking go. And then two more that I would say both have to do with being in the car and driving. And it fucking drives me insane when, well, first of all, when you're trying to get to work in the morning and you're already running late, shit's just going wrong and you hit every single red light. Mm -hmm. I actually would say that happens to me on a regular basis where I am running out of time to get to work Mm -hmm. and every single light is red. And it's not just the red light that like switches really quick. It's like the five different signal red light that takes like you may yeah. as well be stuck yeah. at like a railroad track. exactly yeah. because it's gonna take me like four full minutes to get through this fucking yeah. rounds of red lights and then my last one would be that when you're sitting in like the back seat or the passenger seat not necessarily i feel like it doesn't really happen to me when i'm driving but like something happens and the seat belt fucking locks <laughs> oh. and then you're just stuck. <laughs> 
Nothing has yes, happened, yes. but all of a sudden you you're you're sitting there, and all of a sudden you go to lean forward to grab something, and you cannot, yeah, because your seatbelt is fucking locked and you are stuck. That's a good one. So those are definitely things that would happen in my casual uh, hell on a daily basis yeah. for sure. That's that's good. Yeah. You know what hasn't happened to us yet, but I I've been reading lots of horror stories from podcasters that say that this happened, that they began a recording and it didn't record for like three straight hours. And they didn't find out until those hours were done. Oh, that would luckily be for us, the only the the, oh, no. the furthest we've gotten was one shot. Oh, we yeah, did have to re-record. No, that's an not bad at all shot. because that equated to like six minutes. Right, right, yeah. eight minutes, yeah. Oof. something like that. Yeah. But there have been people who recorded for like five hours and came back and they were like, Jeez. "Oh my god, the the light isn't on." No, uh, yeah, oh my god. that's unfortunate. Sam, um, for me. It would be like every single time I make a cup of tea, I like because I always put my tea bag in there. I have I have a lot of like well, <gasps> wellness tea teas. That or like I have a lot of wellness teas where they have to steep for like four or five minutes, and so I would put my tea bag in there and like walk away to let it steep, and then like forget about it, and it would go cold. <gasps> and when you reheat tea, it it changes the, the molecules, same. so it's not the same. Like it it's okay, but it does not just taste the same. So like I would always like forget about my tea, and it would I'd always have to like reheat it. Um, another one would be that I would always forget to fill up my gas tank until like like I'd remember like the moment I'm like on my way to work, and I look and my gas is on empty, and I have to go, and I'm like already running late, and I gotta go get <laughs> gas. <laughs> Yep. Um, another one would be constantly losing my chapstick, which I hate. <gasps> I hate like, that. I wear it all the time and I, I have one by my bed. I have one in my car. I have one in like one in the kitchen, one in like my office where I game. Like I have chapsticks stored everywhere and around the house. So like it would be like no matter any time I would go to reach for a chapstick, like I wouldn't be able to find it. Like oh, that'd be the one. worst. <laughs> Um, those are the only ones I can think of at the moment, uh, aside from like the obvious mm-hmm. ones, like like what you guys were saying, you know, probably something stupid, like, you know, every time you, you get all dolled up and I curl my hair, like immediately, like it starts to rain and I get all wet. Right. Like, yes. I don't care about the, I love being in the rain. I don't even mind getting wet or my hair getting wet, but if I have to go to a wedding and I've just done my hair and makeup, and everything's perfect, and then it's raining and I get all wet, then it's like, dang it, I did all yeah. that for or- nothing. I've had this recently. You wake up in the morning and you have a brand new fresh bug bite. Oh. And you search oh. your bed trying to find that one nothing. rogue spider that's probably around there somewhere. You don't find anything. Never. Oh, definitely. Well, listener, what is your casual hell? Tell us. Tell us. <laughs> Fan mail at threeshotsin.com. You can email us and let us know exactly what your casual hell would be. You should also like, rate, subscribe us to us because we're awesome and we deserve it. And also subscribe to us at threeshotsin.com, which will take you to our Patreon page where we offer extra content and do have big plans for the future, but we need more funding for that. So help us out. Do it. Go on Patreon. I am a supporter and it's great. I love it. I love all the everyone. Everyone here is a patron except for Jessica. Yes. No, I am still one. You are not. I have access to everything. So Jessica has just been muted. What the hell? Via the Roadcast Pro. We would like to say thank you for listening. It's time for us to wrap things up. Jessica, say bye to everyone. Jacob is not the worst. I hate you, personally. You smell really bad. Defend me. Love you. You're the best.